Welcome to Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I am your host, Dolores Alfieri Taranto. On this show, we talk spirituality for the rest of us with a focus on the art of beautifying all facets of your life using heritage, culture, beauty by hand, ancestral traditions, and old world style as means to do so. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode seven of season four. I will be wrapping up season four here with the next couple of episodes, and then I'll take a break for the rest of the summer when everyone's kind of doing their own thing and uh, refuel, re-energize, and I'll be back in the autumn with season five. Today's guest is somebody that I'm really excited to introduce you to. I was so thrilled when she got back to me and said that she would love to be a guest on the show. Her name is Ellie Mae Watson, and I'm going to tell you all about her here in a few minutes. Before we jump into doing that, I do just want to give some reminders. One is that I'm over on Substack. My publication is called The Tradition of Living Beautifully. I'll link to it in the show notes. But if you like what you hear here on the podcast and the conversations that I have here, you really are going to enjoy what I'm writing about and putting out over on Substack. It's more of the same content, but different. And it's exclusive stuff that I'm not sharing really anywhere else, but it also just carries on the themes of so much that we cover here on the podcast. You can also find me over on Instagram. I'm at Dolores underscore Alfieri underscore Tedanto. You can also access that via the show notes. And of course, just a quick word from our sponsors who make this show possible. And just a reminder that House of Tokamon continues to be a generous sponsor of this podcast. I love not only Annabelle, the owner, as a person, as a human being in this world, but I love her message, her mission, what she's about, and how she goes about doing it. If you are looking for beautiful, natural, non-toxic, hand-woven, vintage rugs, this is the place for you. Fill your homes with beauty. That is the theme of this season's show, and Annabelle and House of Tokamon is all about beauty. The rugs are sourced from around the world, cleaned, prettied up, and shipped to you, and you can get 25% off any rug by using the code BELLA25. I'll include that code in the show notes in case you forget it, but definitely hop on over to hotrugs.net and check out her inventory. I have some of her rugs in my own home. I swap them out for big box store plastic toxic rugs, and I do not regret it. It's about investing in the good things, friends, in the real things, in the true things, in the things that make our homes better and richer and healthier, of course, for everyone living inside of them. That's hotrugs.net and use the code BELLA25 for 25% off your order. 
All right, my friends, let me introduce you to my beautiful guest, Ellie Mae Watson. Ellie Mae Watson is a photographer whose work captures a dreamy, timeless style that nods to a vintage past. A wife and mother of two, she is also the co-owner of 1924 U.S., along with her husband, Christian, a petite branding agency dedicated to preserving the practices of the early 1900s in the fields of photography, branding, writing, design, and archiving, as well as the collecting of antiques. She lives with her family in the Australian countryside. Now, as you'll hear us talk about a little bit, I've been following Ellie Mae on Instagram for some time now. I've been inspired by her work, and she is a wonderful example of beauty in this world. And now that she has a growing family, her camera has been turned onto family life more intensely. As you can imagine, this has only inspired me more. And I'm loving... I'm loving what she's putting out because, of course, this comes as no surprise if you've been listening to the show for some time or following me, which is that I find the most beauty in the home and in the family. So to see such wonderful artistic expressions of that really hits home with me. And as you'll see, Ellie Mae is not only producing beautiful work, she is a beautiful human being. So let's jump on into the conversation. Okay, Ellie, thanks for joining me on Bella Figura. It's so nice to be here. So I'm going to I'm going to spare repeating how excited I am to have you on the show. <laughs> Since we just talked for about 20 minutes and I spent most of that time telling you how excited I am to speak with you but I am. So just, just so the audience knows. Oh, thank you. I'm very grateful to be here too. So everyone knows. <laughs> so, so Ellie is in Australia and so she's kind of on her, her morning right now. And I, of course, am in New York and I'm in my evening. I'm slowly wrapping up my day, but this is one of those moments where technology and social media is really kind of awesome. Yeah. Right. You can, you can talk to people like this and connect, uh, which you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Yeah. So I like to start the show by asking people to tell me a bit about their roots and the people that they come from. Oh, that's a good intro. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My roots. Um, So my parents are both from Australian parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, their parents come from Europe. So one side's German and one side is okay. um, English. But both sides of the family, I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, both sides of my family are strong in their faith. So mm. I see really um, clearly how that has kind of transferred into my parents' lives and then our lives, just having that grounding. Yes. And on my, especially on my father's side, he came from uh, like pastors. So, like, very compassionate but humble people. Mm. And so, my dad is like a very compassionate, amazing man. And I'm so grateful to have that as a father figure now, having kids as well. And yeah, yeah, seeing just how important that is. I think there was a bit 
on my mum's side, my great grandmother came from Germany and she basically left and then came here when I think the tickets were like $10 or something. Oh my goodness. Equivalent. Yeah. To just get on a boat and start a new life here. And that was a massive thing for her too, because she basically left Germany um, knowing that she might not ever see her family again. Oh. I think she saw them one other time, but she came over here not knowing. Actually, she did have someone lined up who would, she would marry, but they ended up, she had a dream on the boat basically saying, this is where you'll get married. This is the church you'll get married. And she got here and I think he wasn't right. So she switched husbands and nice. um, he was exactly what she had dreamt about. So oh, I it's love, crazy. I like, love stories like that. Yeah. So I think on both sides, there's been a lot of like living of faith and prayer. And I think that has inspired my whole family today. And that's basically what gets me excited in life. <laughs> like, oh, that is, coming back to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to inherit from your ancestors. Yeah. You know, it really is. Yeah. And would you say that, um, that faith tradition, especially is, is it like continuous? I mean, I'm not exactly sure what denomination you're a part of or how I know you, I know your Christian faith. I'm just not sure, you know, the specifics, which is that like a continuous throughout your family? Um, uh, all different denominations actually. And I think they've gone through, like, I think my granddad's dad was, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was Anglican or Uniting Church. Okay. So he pasted um, that and then my granddad was a part of that community and then my dad grew up in that. But then my parents kind of went through different churches as well and I grew up mm. visiting different churches and understanding things. Um, but I'm not, I've never been really uh, hung up on the, you know, the denomination. I'm more just about the community of a church if I go and seeing where people are at and yeah feeling a part of something I'm yeah I'm still learning I think a lot uh, with doctrines and all of that yeah I I think there are yeah there's so many ways to approach it and then you can find people who are so strict in their denomination and yet maybe the faith is actually like the actual day-to-day living of faith is kind of weak and then you yeah. can find people who are like you or maybe not as hung up on it. Uh, but what matters to them is that community and that faith and living it daily, day, yeah. day to day and making it a part of your life. Yeah. 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 I get that. Did you grow up with any of the, of the tra- like German traditions or traditions from England or was it more just faith-based than? Uh... I think it, it was more because my I think both of my parents are quite abstract thinkers so (laughs) as much as they wouldn't say that they're Mm. both pretty um they did things differently together but definitely just like basic traditional stuff like eat dinner with your I don't even know if this is a tradition but every night we sat down at the table with our family like there was Mm -hmm. and then yeah like praying before every day started and meals and stuff which I'm now, again, being a parent, I see the value in that. And it is actually Absolutely. kind of hard to do, like setting that up. Yeah. Because um, you, like you everyone... can, right. And you can be yeah. busy. And now you, you have, you have two children who are about a year and a half apart. So you're probably feeding one at one time and sometimes another yeah. at another time. It's and life gets in the way, you know, it's not always this like easy storybook day to day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it is important. I'll 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 share a story on that. We we do 
pray. And as often as we can sit down all to eat together, it's been hard lately because my husband's been working nights. It's really throws all that off. But the other day was just me and my son. And I sat down, we sat down together to eat. And I said, uh, I speak to him in Italian. I say, you know, diciamo la preghiera. And I was about to start saying the prayer, the, the Catholic prayer we usually say, and he's been going to school and he started saying one all by himself started thank you god for this beautiful day i was like <laughs> wow yeah so he's fully picked up on he's been like just such own. a proud mom like oh my gosh you're adorable you want be... ice cream <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's so sweet it is yeah. sweet and you know you you really do try as a as a parent to do your best to instill those kind of things that you feel like you received from your family and yeah. that gave you sustenance and continue to. Yeah. It yeah. A lot. And I think you realize too, in our era, as typical as this conversation is, I think with like media and technology mm-hmm. and just so many things can quickly make a day go by. Like yes. when you're, and you're just trying to cope. Yep. Um, but then yeah, waking up and being like, no, I'm going to set like, you know, the boundaries around this day to feel rewarded. I think Absolutely. that's kind of what I'm learning lately too. And I'm not like every night we don't definitely don't have dinner together and, yeah. but I, I see the value in it and um yeah, I definitely want us all to do that. It should be a goal, right? I feel like, it, yeah. I feel like that should be a goal and we should all have a little bit of lightness and forgiveness for ourselves that like modern yeah. life is busy and <laughs> yeah. right. Like you and your husband both are working and you have projects you have to finish and sometimes yeah. you don't feel so well and you know you don't want to sit down for a big meal you just want to like eat and go lay down exactly right (laughs) or is it just me yeah no I'm like in bed by six every like when my youngest is feeding when I'm breastfeeding her I'm like that's my bedtime and it's it's about six o'clock so Uh, yeah it's funny Ellie I feel you because when we were scheduling (laughs) this I was oh I'm sorry (laughs) No, that's okay. No, not at all. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to do it, to to speak with you. But it was funny because I like got yeah. your email saying like it's 7 p.m. your time. And I'm like, okay, I can do it. Like, <laughs> I can do it. But I am, I'm doing it fine. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I don't, I don't have to do it every night, but you know, exactly, I'm in bed yeah. really, I put my three-year-old down and then I get into bed and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. You're, couple hours. you're just juggling a lot and I don't really have it in me to even unwinds it's just yeah sleep is the best medicine exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) I feel it so um we're definitely going to talk more about family I mean that's a big reason why I wanted to have you on to kind of talk about this intersection of motherhood and family life and art and creativity which at least from outward appearances you do so well so I know that's why I said it because I know I know how that feels at least from outward appearances you do very <laughs> she's laughing <laughs> so maybe we can maybe we can talk about why you're laughing because I, I love to kind of be honest as much as I can um without violating my own privacy on the show and talk about the fact that like everything isn't always the way it looks on Instagram you know and and uh yeah right like it's I just wrote a post about this that I'm going to put out tomorrow for my sub stack. And it's literally exactly about this, how 
you know, for me, who doesn't know you, I can look at your Instagram and she's got this family life down. She's got the creativity down. She's got the art down, but, and, and then compare myself unfavorably to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As if, because I'm not doing as, I, I'm not doing as well as you're doing, but yeah. in reality, I know that you're dealing with your own struggles and your own yeah. feelings of maybe at times not, I'm not doing enough, doing it well. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're superhuman, which is great. No, <laughs> it's crazy. Cause I, yeah, I think people as well have such different just standards and different phases in life. And then also like having kids and everything, you're hormonal. Yeah. So it's like, you want to be with them 24 seven, oh, but yes. then you're yourself as well. And you're like, Oh my goodness, I need to execute this idea. If I don't do it, I know I'm not gonna feel fulfilled so then that like planning really comes into it where I'm not a planner naturally at all but I think ever since having kids I've realized that it's the most amazing thing (laughs) like to set a schedule and like just stick to it Mm. regardless of how you feel because you you do feel rewarded after and then yeah and they like it yeah yeah exactly and I think like um also I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but the the weight of responsibility you feel like emotionally for your children too when you're doing anything that's not completely focused on them. I I'm just dealing with that and realizing like it's okay for them to come and like shoot with me or like mm. run around while I'm doing like setting up a tripod or something and I'm just chatting to them and showing them and then dropping the expectations of what the shoot is or whatever because Mm. it's like you have to go through that process to feel comfortable to set that up if that makes sense in the future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like I've realized within myself and this is the truth I'm I've been very impatient in the past like I took so much for granted with my um I would just rush things out and not plan it so and like go on spontaneity which I think also you create a certain kind of art when you're in that mindset, when you're completely open to doing anything at any time. But now it's like just a whole different brain function. And I'm just relearning basically from ground up and also dealing with perfectionism, which mm. I think is, was a massive thing for me. And just looking back, like going through pregnancy and having kids now, like my body looks completely different and everything. And and I'm so, I'm almost more in love with myself than I've ever been. But then I look at who I used to be and I feel kind of sad that, I was that hard on myself when I was Oh my like, gosh. I like understand everything you're saying. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you had a great. I'm just nodding. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. funny. And I think it humbles. Yeah, it definitely humbles you in so many ways to the point where you're like really needing to ask for help. Sometimes like I'll be grocery shopping or just doing things. And yes. Someone will offer help. And whereas I used to never take it. I used to feel like so, oh, I'm impeding on your day if I except this now I'm like rewiring everything it's like oh they actually want to that's such a blessing that you want to fold the pram up and put it in the so yeah and then just realizing how kind people are and so much I wasn't I think awakened to before children I am now yeah and it's absolutely a change I mean it's yeah this kind of I don't know if it's the same thing in Australia but definitely here in America there's this kind of idea that you know, you should go through the 10 months of pregnancy, labor, postpartum, and then your number one, sh- you know, concern should be bouncing back. And that getting- is insanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it is, it's it yeah. is. And getting, getting your old body back and, you know, yeah. going right back into the flow of maybe whatever work you were doing before. And listen, that's fine for some people, but for the majority yeah. of us, I mean, there is a difference. Like you made a baby. Yeah. Totally. You're not the same in any way, like hormonally, yeah. emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. It, we need to be okay with, and, and I'm speaking to myself because I struggled, I struggled with this too. You know, I was always yeah. very fit and small and we, I was laughing yeah. when you were talking about why was I so hard on myself before? Because I used to have this kind of like one of my things was my stomach was never flat enough. Yeah. And <laughs> I had to say, really? <laughs> well, but then you will- see like, yeah nothing will cure that better than getting pregnant. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And the best is, I think, I feel like this is like God's sense of humor. Um, I was pregnant. I didn't even know this was a thing until afterwards, but your, your abs will separate. And for most women or many women, it'll go back, but there is a large percentage of women where it won't. And so it's Mm -hmm. called diastasis recti. If you've heard of it, I think that's the way what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And I have that. So like, yeah, I have it too. I think. You, do you, sure. you mm-hmm. can, it's just like, they don't go back. Yeah. And so your yeah. stomach kind of looks poochy no matter what you do. Like you have a pooch. Yeah. Yeah. And also my, I think my hips had definitely gotten wider too. I don't know if that's a I thing, that, but I can, sure, I, like, anything is possible. If you ask me with pregnancy, yeah, like things totally. I didn't even You're, know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You basically are just like your bones turn into flexible. Yeah, it's insane. It's wild. So with that said, like, it's funny to think about when I was younger and actually in terrific shape and so tiny that that was my obsession. And now there's literally, I mean, I've done physical therapy. I've done everything I can do. The the only thing if I left would be to undergo a surgery. Yeah. To fix them. And I just feel like you get to the point where you're like, okay, whatever. It's just exactly. Yeah. Loose like, clothes for me. <laughs> having a child, like <laughs> way. It's like, I would take that any day over yeah. preference of physique. It's like, that's the way better like thing in life. And it's just funny that we get so hung up on like, I need to be this way, but it's like, we're just going to keep aging. We're just going to keep changing as well. Like fully embrace it right style ourselves like around the changes and yeah I love that phrase that you just said style ourselves around the changes because I think that I hit a point because I used to wear like more much more fitted clothing I loved like body suits with jeans and I just really can't do that anymore and instead of like beating myself up about it I just kind of hit a point where I was like okay I'm just gonna dress well like I always have yeah. a new body. So exactly. Yeah. I'm and a taking mom. that step. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like taking that embraceive step of being like, you know what? I'm going to buy like something or like invest in something that actually fits me. Exactly. And I feel like that's like internal validation to yourself as well. Being like this next, these next few months or whatever, I'm going to do something for who I am right now. And like, it might change. I might get feel right. better about myself or whatever, but just that, yeah, that initial acceptance. I, I totally to relate. Yes, yeah. exactly. Instead of this pressure to go 
you know, kill yourself at the gym and get like your diet, but it's just like, just nourish your body, rest with your baby. Yeah. Don't worry about that stuff. I mean, again, speaking to myself, you know, but, but I think you also have to go through it like so many things to be able to speak this way. Exactly. And I think a lot of women too like to challenge themselves and like that aspect of it and I understand that too of being like oh like I've actually never been really fit in my whole life so sometimes I think wow it'd be so good to be like a mom of of two kids and feel the fittest I've ever felt yes and and I get that um but yeah just having the outlook of what is wholesome for me and not like what is everyone else like what do I need exactly to to, yeah yeah Yeah, and if it works for you you know like after having the baby to to kind of get back to the gym and do that I mean it's like totally do it but for me I I just struggled to breastfeed I struggled I had a c-section I struggled to just get like just feel like myself like just to be somewhat well you know going to the gym and working out would have been the worst thing for me yeah for my totally. body, I, for my hormones, like, it, you know, you have to think, like, women have to think about that stuff too. Yeah. I've just, I've honestly never been able to go to the gym. <laughs> I <laughs> like, just can't, I can't do you it. You tall to me. I'm tall, but I like, I love um, exercise in nature. I think like yes. I need to kind of, if I'm going to be exercising, I need to pair it with that time needs to be out in. Yeah. Like, like seeing hiking, the horizon line. Walking. Yeah. I ask if you're tall because I feel like people who I'm not, I'm very short. So I feel like people who are tall, it's easier for you to kind of stay slim because you're, there's more. The proportion is longer. Yeah. But then you do feel like when you're like, have the extra weight, I feel like you feel like really big. Oh, okay. See things short people don't think about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, everyone, I guess, has their own. Oh, um, yes. That's a fact. We yeah. all have our things. Um, I I did want to, I mean, I think about 20 minutes ago, I was going to ask you about photography. And this is very yeah. common on the show. <laughs> I love just yeah. letting the conversation go, go where it wants to. Yeah. And I'm sure we've said a bunch of things that somebody out there needs to hear, especially when it comes yeah. to, to body and such. But I did want to step back a little bit and ask you to kind of tell me a little bit about how you came to photography. This became yeah. such a big part of your life. Yeah, it's actually pretty, it's funny, the, the conversation we just had is pretty linked to this because I started when I was really young, um, when MySpace was a thing and like oh, Flickr, yeah. mm-hmm. um, my sister and I like just had a little camera. I was I would have been 13 oh. and we would just go like take pictures um, because it was a new thing, like showing other people's, showing your life to like someone from another country was the most exciting thing you'd make right. like a friend on MySpace and see like their pictures and we'd just be so inspired and we'd go and um, take our own photos because we lived in like a tropical climate so we'd always go like the beach with palm trees and then we'd make friends from like Canada who live who are in freezing. the mountains <laughs> yeah like maple leaves everywhere and it was just like yeah the most exciting thing ever so I think that intro um kept me going and then I'd ask I asked my parents for a camera I think for Christmas when I was 14 I ended up getting one for my 16th birthday Mm. but I would use my sisters during that time so I would just always be taking photos basically every second I got oh like free my sister and I would be doing that and was it film and then was it a film camera it was was digital yeah it was digital yeah it was like a Nikon 
um, the my my first camera was a Nikon D sixty, uh, and my sister had a Nikon D forty. So anyone who is into photography might know that. I don't know. Right. But yeah, I got one of my friends in school. Her sister was getting married, so she asked me to shoot her wedding. Oh, I was wow. sixteen. And it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever I done. Because, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was so nervous, but so excited. And the fact that I like could take charge of that, you know, that, yeah, that that's day. Yeah, that's responsibility and like putting a lot of trust in you and your talent. And Yeah, they were such a nice couple. Um, they have, I think they have many kids now. And I think I still look up to them just who they are. Um, just they like go go-getter. Well? It went really well. And I edited all the pictures in this online program. It took me probably like a month to edit and I would be there like doing it. But yeah, just, and then it just kept growing from there. Like the wedding clients from like one wedding, I'd get asked okay. to do another few weddings because I was young and it was cheap, I guess, too. And I was also part of a church at that point. So people were getting married young. I see. Um, okay. Yeah. But then on the side of that, I was also my sister again showed me she was like a very um innovative girl my sister like she's always figuring out the next thing and then I'm like the one that she shows it to (laughs) and like gets on board with her sounds like a good team yeah there was a a website called lookbook.nu which is like a fashion it's just like a blog basically all of people around the world will post their looks and I started doing that as well and then at a really young age I was getting because of that because of that website that's when like the real like influencer stuff started I guess so companies would email me and be like oh can I send you this dress and you can post it on lookbook and it was the most exciting thing ever because I had never experienced that before and I was just like a teenager getting free clothes and then my sisters would take some and my friends and and it was just like the fun I guess exciting time where I was like getting encouraged to pursue photography both through weddings and then through through fashion and styling and I think I was just pushing my artistic vision through yeah. the clothing and stuff like that and yeah. also you're at an age where you don't have this burden or responsibility to kind of make it anything more yeah. like a career exactly, yeah. or money or support your kids or feed your family it's just that's amazing to be so yeah. encouraged and nourished at that age in art yeah and just meeting so many people through the internet and it was like early days like it was a phenomenon I guess meeting seeing people's lives and the way that they like people were from Italy and lived in like these stone villages and I just thought it was so fascinating I'd always think if I was there like I would take photos like this and right envisioning that was really cool And then you just continue, obviously you never put your camera down and it just became a bigger and bigger part of your life. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you, please go ahead, please. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think as time went on, that was, I moved out and I realized like I had to make, I had to pay my rent with this and it just worked out for some reason, but I was never, um, like business savvy at all. And still to this day, I don't think I am. Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-mm. (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> yeah. I would never think that because you you and your husband um Christian have a uh, a shop you have a business where you do you do branding and styling right I have that all correct yeah. you, you seem very savvy yeah he is definitely the one that takes lead of all of that okay 
and he's always been more like responsible with everything like money wise and seeing like things grow and like how to deal with taxes and all of that so he's all the boring stuff yeah, he's amazing at it. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing about marriage. If you marry somebody, you know, you like complement each other where I would say that my husband is definitely better at a lot of that stuff and yeah. can just kind of do it where I'll, I can do it, but it's going to sit on my desk for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're following on Instagram I and mean, you've amassed like a very significant following on Instagram. And maybe I'm being myopic, but I, for somebody who does what you do, it's really refreshing to see you with such a big following because I feel like I'm like, oh, there's still people who have taste. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh, there's still people who like real art and beautiful transcendent things, you know, where I feel like nowadays everyone's getting big followings for this just empty content fast spit it out you know a cat licking itself playing with a ball of yarn you know (laughs) you've heard (laughs) yeah it's crazy because I I have like that what I was saying before like a perfectionism thing I've never even understood it myself and I Mm. still don't like nothing feels good enough when I do it and it's kind of sad in a way. And I have to step back sometimes and realize like, this is amazing. I obviously love what I'm doing because I love it, you know, but it's also something I've been working through, especially since having kids, because I don't want them to, I want them to like embrace everything they do in their life and be proud of it and have that gratitude. And I think a lot of my years, I was like, oh, like as soon as I do a shoot, I it just wasn't good enough. Right. And I'll, and now like I have to get to the point where I have to like talk to myself and say, you know what? I put so much work into this. I am proud of it. Just like release it and it's fine. Mm. Mm. So it's just an interesting thing. And But then I see other people that post artistic stuff and I'm really inspired and I have yeah. to be like, you know what? That's like amazing. I'm doing similar work when I have the time and it is good. Like, right. It's just funny. It's, it's okay like to, to say to my work is good. It's okay. Yeah. Like it's it's like, okay I'm to allow ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. I'm proud of it. It's okay to allow ourselves to do that. Yeah. Even if, easy. yeah, it's not always easy. Yeah. And sometimes I do find myself as well getting really inspired by just like comedic stuff or like, right. and just going down this that. train of like thinking like, oh, I could branch out and do something like this. But then I have to rein it back and say, <laughs> you know what? This is what I'm passionate about. Yes. In life. Like, it's not that. Like, yes, it's entertaining or whatever, but. I'm never going to be like, I'd never center my work around that or like, it's not sustainable for me. So. Let me tell you about our partners, dry farm wines. You guys, you've been listening to me talk about dry farm since pretty much the show began. And there is a reason for it. I trust by now, you know, I would not rep anything. I did not believe in and I did not love myself. In this house, we make our own wine, we make homemade wine, and I love me some homemade wine. When I'm not drinking homemade wine, the only wine I drink in this house is wine that I get from Dry Farm. And why is that? Because Dry Farm sources wines from around the world, from small family vineyards that are 
similar to the homemade wine that we make, meaning there are no additives. There's no added sugar. There's no toxic chemicals added to the grapes. And the result is wine you can feel good about drinking. There are no dyes. These are all things that are in the wine bottles, on the shelves, at the grocery store, at the liquor store, and I won't drink them. I have been a member of Dry Farm for years now, and I get excited still to this day every time a box of wines shows up at my front door. If you use the link provided exclusively for Bella Figura listeners, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figura, you'll receive a bottle of this beautiful crafted wine for just a penny in your first order. That's dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figura, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. So do you feel like that following just came just like organically? I mean, it just kind of started. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Impressive. I think as well, my husband had, a, I have to like give him credit too, because I know he had a big, back in the day, he had a really big account when we started dating. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of his followers were already okay. very interested in artistic people. And then we were a couple. So they followed me because I was probably showing a bit of his life as well. Oh, which they put yeah, a different angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But he like, he deleted that account a couple of years ago just because he was going through his own stuff and didn't want to um, feel like bound to his Instagram identity. Mm. <laughs> so he got rid of it and restarted it, which has been really cool because I think he's really refined a group of people who really appreciate all the sides to him that he shows. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, to be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> I like How that. Or why. I <laughs> no think tips it's, it was for anyone. Timing. She doesn't know. <laughs> I think it was a lot to do with timing, but also, yeah. I I do want to say if you like, if people want a tip, just follow exactly what like spend time with yourself alone to know like what makes you really passionate, and I think that was the best thing because I always did do that and came back to like this is what I really love and I'm going to create mm-hmm. that, not get distracted by, yeah. In, all this other stuff and try and like ride on um I mean you can ride on trends a little bit mm-hmm. but don't let it take over your like yes. vision I don't think I've posted to Instagram in about two weeks at this point which I don't do often I do try to be somewhat business-like about it also and yeah you know kind of take care of business and I try to look at that as okay this is part of what I have to do for business yeah but I also go through periods where I'm I just step back and remind myself that it's not the real world. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's not even what I want. I don't want to be an Instagram star. I don't want to be an Instagram influencer. Like if I use Instagram, it's to connect with people. Yeah. Right. To the point that that's even possible anymore um, on the platform and, and to kind of showcase what I can do honestly you know like what can I offer you right with me the talents I've been given um and I think that it is good to remember if if you're on there and you're struggling with it or you're just you're dealing with building a business or whatever it is you know why are you there 
exactly yeah and people know that and see that and like you were saying like you can you can contribute to the trends in a way that like you almost become numb the same way the content does Mm -hmm. or and I don't know how long even like social media as a whole can be sustainable like the quick format of it I love YouTube nowadays I'll just watch YouTube in the background if I'm doing things yeah I love the long format of it but me too yeah it's like we we definitely need people to keep pushing like artistry or the way that they see the world in that passionate sense because right. people are hungry for that, including myself. Including me. And you just know. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know when you see something where you're like, there's depth to this and like right. I um I respect it and it's inspired my real life day to day, not just like taking my attention away, if that makes sense. Yep. For right. a second. Right. Yeah. And I think I always come back to that, just thinking like, is this is what I'm making gonna inspire someone's actual life like right. with their families and their kids and not be something that just like is briefly entertains them yeah sorry <laughs> makes them yeah no you're so right yeah we're, we're clearly excited to speak to one another so we're like a little bit of overlap yeah, yeah. right exactly or or do I just do I want to just kind of hop on the trend to get more numbers but I'm not really serving anyone yeah and not even yourself either maybe you're trying a new skill like making a video which mm-hmm. I is like I find that fine as well and I do that sometimes but yeah it's got to rain you got to rain it back in right but you make videos that still look like you yeah well, I try to but, right <laughs> yeah you're, you're not you're not I mean and this would be fine I, I feel like even if you did decide to dance to the latest most popular trending song it would still aesthetically look like Ellie Mae, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, yeah, it's just important. You know, I, my growth there has been very slow and steady and there are moments where I might look at somebody else and, and be like, well, her number skyrocketed and I should feed the beast and (laughs) (laughs) I should feed the beast and do what I need to do. But then, then I remind myself of what you just said, which is you know, like with, with your husband, Christian, for instance, you, you said now he's honed it so that he can talk about what he's, the things he talks about because the audience is growing around his real voice and his, his yeah. who he is now. And yeah. I would rather have a fraction of what some people have, but have everyone kind of, or nearly everyone like be with me. Totally. Yeah. Right. Then be attacking me and hating on me. Like, please. Yeah. It's the key to, (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. because Even if you have a reel, like say you make a trending reel, it goes viral. You read the comments on a lot of them where it's like, no one's even really cares to like see who you are or what, you know, what your life is or what you make and share. It's like, you, they're just contributing to the commenting. That's like, underneath but yeah it's just like that quick interaction where it's like there's no care to it it's just very fast yep. and transactional and a moment in time where like someone does something trending but yeah I have to remind myself that is not as well like I don't want to partake in that um right yeah and, again and someone... not that it's a yeah not that it's like a terrible thing that people are doing I just for myself no, but... I don't find it rewarding. Right. But not everyone has to do it. Exactly. And and thank God people like you don't do it because what would people like me do? I mean, who, if, if everybody turns into that, someone like me and, and I will go out and say, 
majority of my listeners, where would we turn? Like, yeah, it would be quite sad. <laughs> I yeah, feel that I way mean, too. like, yeah, yeah, you need someone you... that you thought was right, had a bit more integrity. Exactly, it does. I was actually talking to my husband about this last night because we kind of went. We want to be more open in terms of creating, like, showing real life stuff on a mm. YouTube front. Ooh, I would love it's that. Just to like, yeah, and like we've started. I actually have quite a few videos dating back, and and now we're still like trying to do one every like fortnight. But mm. we were basically just saying that exact thing. It's like we can't go back if we like try and do something so, like, in that realm. You just lose. Like, no one will forget the. <laughs> We will never I forgive guess. you. <laughs> it's just like if you drop the bar, then you drop the bar. And I think I kind of have in ways, but it's because my standards are really high for like, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You want to put out quality. Yeah, yeah. I cannot totally. tell you how many times I've heard Dolores just make the video, just put out the picture. Just it doesn't matter. Nobody cares, just not nobody cares, but like, just throw it out there. And yeah. I have tried to be that person and I'm not, like, I'm just not I that person. I like you too. Yeah. And it's so good to have that realization and stop trying when you know that about right. yourself. Right. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I want quality and yeah. that's, I don't know that I call myself a perfectionist, but I definitely am critical <laughs> of like yeah. myself and the work that I do. And yeah. I don't want to put out crap. I mean, the world is loaded with it. Yeah. I don't want to add agree. to it. Yeah. And if that's like the reason you're, you know, you're using social media, like for me to, I think about all the times I've been so inspired by something I've seen or someone's creativity. And it's like, that's the level of what, I know deep down I'd want to contribute to having someone else feel if they not saying everyone will I know people don't care and stuff like that but that same like feeling of wow like I would want to create to share that on if that makes sense it does it does like that's yeah. what you're shooting for and I'll say as somebody who's been following your work for for a while now that you've definitely given me that I look at your work and what it does is it reminds me of beauty like re reminds me of beautiful things and the beauty of life and then that makes me especially as somebody who's creative myself it makes me want to go and make more of that in my own life and you know it it's like this we're we're all planting for each other yeah. Right. Like something that can grow yeah. that we so need. It's like, especially in today's day and age, like we need that inspiration, that encouragement, because life is so fast. It's so yeah. dark a lot of the times lately. I mean, at least in my perspective, yeah. I think things are really weird in the world. Um, there's a lot of plastic, there's a lot of toxic food, there's a lot of toxic clothing, you know, it, it it helps to have people who remind you and inspire you. Like there's also, there's this, we can, we can do this. Thank you so much. That yeah, honestly was the most encouraging thing I've heard in probably oh. ever. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> thank you. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go right now. Okay. Well, and on that note, no, that is think, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to hear that. Then I shared that with you, but it's true. See, it's funny because to me, I'm like, you must hear that all the time. Like you must know no, that I, already. So me telling you, like, you don't even need I me think to there's such a difference though. Like when you're speaking with someone and I'm actually like, I don't, I don't fully categorize myself for things, but I think I am pretty introverted. So I don't mm. actually don't like have many conversations <laughs> with like new people and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Like actually I feel face so, to face. Okay. I feel so honored. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's just so needed though in this time as well. It's like people can like message you and I'm through like um, Instagram or wherever. And it's amazing, but you just don't feel the depth of, hearing that's true someone too. actually say it yeah I, I will say that what keeps me doing so much of what I do and not feeding the beast <laughs> is yeah. that I do get messages from people a lot telling me that you know that when they read what I write it it gives them some like nourishment that they are not finding really anywhere else yeah. And I talk about things that I think are not so easy to find people talking about. And I say them in a way that I think inspires people. And as a, as a writer, I get a, the comment often, it's just that I, I have felt this way, but I never could describe it. And you just described it for me. Yeah. yeah which is like, yeah. as a writer, you're like, I, that's everything. That's everything. Like that's yeah. <laughs> like when people tell you that it's, it means so much. And that is always a reminder for me that contrary to what it might seem like, right? Like Instagram wants to be TikTok. TikTok is huge. I understand that a lot of people are doing those things, but at the same time, there's a lot of people like us who are, who are looking for real inspiration, real beauty, yeah. real art, real life. Yeah. Yeah. And just the depth of the real conversation of that might well not said. be approved. Yeah, through. Right. Like even the topics might not be approved. It's like people can be fighting through comments or whatever, but it's like, yes, just sitting down and seeing someone face to face. It's like, it's okay to have this, like it might seem horrific online if you typed it out, but it's okay to have that opinion. Like that's right. your life. You're working through things if it, yeah. Right. Yep. So speaking yeah. of your, you know, obviously your photography and such, you have a very strong aesthetic, again, in my opinion, um, you and both you and your husband together, I, I, it's kind of hard to separate the two of you. Uh, when it comes to aesthetic, I feel like yeah. it's very, it's a very much a package. Uh, you do each have, a, <laughs> of course, your individuality, but it's very vintage. It's timeless. It draws heavily from past ages. I have a feeling there's no rayon in the house or like synthetic, <laughs> any kind of flammable synthetic fabrics. Like it's very cotton, linen, and it's beautiful. It's, it's very elegant. It's very timeless. And I was wondering if you would talk a little bit about that, if that is something that's been kind of heavily cultivated is it organic? And I ask about it because again, looking in from the outside, it seems very much like the two of you have curated your lives, your home, 
your wardrobe, your work, the shop, when I do see photos of the shop to very much reflect your expression of beauty. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that for sure, before I met Christian, I was a lot more experimental. I think with my style coming from those lookbook days but then Mm. when I met him he was Christian's the most curated person I've ever met (laughs) and I think his he like understood at an early age that if outwardly he's presenting himself like this to the world he will I guess attract the kind of people back that kind of yep like that or like he just feels better about himself when Mm -hmm. he's living in his world of like who he likes to be and who he yeah what he feels comfortable in and for a long time I didn't I don't think I fully got it but in the last couple years especially since we have a shop space and we would go there to create our art um, and work and sell things having like a space where everything is in that style it just helps you work so it helps you actually do what you love to do as well like because you're surrounded by that and yeah I don't think I'm so much I I think I've become more of a visual person and more like I would soak up the atmosphere whereas I used to and sometimes I still go to like McDonald's to edit stuff like I just like noisy spaces that aren't um where no one's like watching what I'm doing closely like I Ah. feel like I can be in a really random environment and be really inspired, but um, yeah, definitely for our home life and the things that we do that mean things to us, having our taste <laughs> just helps us be more productive. And yes, it even helps me like clean and stuff like that. Like if I'm living somewhere that I'm not super comfortable or like visually excited about, I feel like I've in the past when we've rented spaces, mm-hmm. Um, for just like short times I've just dropped the ball so yeah it just helps me be more intentional about everything and use like the beautiful things that I have and invest in things that will go and can live on for like the kids when they grow up and yeah because antiques are a big part of what you guys do right and you you sell them in the shop right yeah so we have oh like looking around my room now like every wardrobe or drawers and stuff we've got our antiques and it's funny because they're actually cheaper than an Ikea cabinet mm. sometimes. Like mm. to buy like a solid wood or like right. pine, beautiful dresser can be cheaper than getting in Australia anyway because people just throw out their big heavy items because everything's modern here. Mm. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So it works in our favor. Oh, um, so are, an- are antiques not a big thing in Australia? They are. They're They're really big, but facebook marketplace is like obviously there's so many people on there so a lot of people don't fully like understand i don't think the value or there's just so much of it that people don't want like big heavy things like everything is built in as well Mm. so for us especially when we were um building down here we didn't have the money up front to do like everything built in like the laundry the kitchen or the wardrobe so we bought a lot of um storage that was antique and I love it like I it makes me so happy to look at it it does make you happy when you're living in your own aesthetic yeah and it's so worth it it's so worth it and I I it's part of why I wanted to speak to you and part of why I wanted to do the theme of beauty for this season because 
I like, I talk about often how we can kind of be tricked into thinking it doesn't matter because yeah, right. It's such a trick. It's yeah. Such a trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, really it is. is. It is. You know, um, I need, if you need a new knife, it's so easy just as an example, right? It's so easy to hop on Amazon and just order one. If you need a storage space, it's so easy to just go to Target and buy a cheap plastic one and stick your stuff in it because you're tired of looking at the piles of paper. Yeah. But it doesn't really, listen, some people, I mean, a lot of people don't care, but if you have any kind of aesthetic or craving for the beautiful spaces that you see on like HGTV or in your, in your, in books, you know, coffee table books, then it really behooves you to take a step back and find that beautiful knife that every time you reach for it to cut your vegetables, you're going to, it's going to make you happy. Totally. Yeah. Bring you joy. There's, um, I forget who it's by, but I watch a guy called Reggie. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking on YouTube. Like, yeah. He goes on to YouTube, antique yeah. stores and I like- <laughs> love him. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yes, I'm so on board, like in alignment with everything he says and just yeah. in the house. If something's frustrating you and you don't know why it's just there and you're not even using it, like just call it like, and then start the intentionality of um, making the space, everything you love and using the things that you would never use because Right. Where, uh, yeah, they yeah. seem too delicate or whatever, but that's what life is. It goes fast it, and mm-hmm. everything should be a celebration. Like if people come over, like, yeah, I want to live. I want to, yeah, have a life like that. And, and it doesn't have to be perfect all the time, but I think just like resetting your mind and be like, nope, this isn't, right. I'm going down this avenue today and it's not how I want to live. So just reset, have grace. And then you can. That's so well said. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think we get, you know, sometimes the house gets cluttered. I mean, I, our space right now that we're in, it's very easy for it to get cluttered. It gets frustrating. You know, it's like you said, it's not always perfect, but I, I looks really nice. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I take that as a big compliment. Thank you. But but we do like, I do like to step back and, and I think it's part of uh, slowing down too yeah, it's like a exactly. right isn't it like a practice yeah. of like slowing down I mean like I don't have to have I have five other knives I yeah. can wait until I find one that I really want so true I'm <laughs> like going through this as well yeah and, yeah. and just it slows you down yeah like what your taste is a lot of people probably don't even know their taste because they don't right. get to spend that much time like alone thinking about it and tapping right. into that the brain where they've they realize that and I think that's also the sad thing about quick everything's yes. so quick these days and like shopping online really is a drug like I've been mm-hmm. through that mm-hmm. in some stages but if I'm like at home just breastfeeding and yeah. <laughs> with especially with my first when we were like planning the whole house I would just yes. be online all the time and I realized fast like it's it's a slippery slope when you yeah like you were saying like you think you really need something like I just got to get it done today and you it's just that get mentality. That you, yeah, you don't even really like, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk to you about something that I, I have been talking about kind of often on the show lately, and I don't know if it's the same in Australia. So you might be like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but I've had a lot of conversations 
lately and I've thought a lot about it or about reimagining what an artist looks like. And so for me, it was growing up uh, when I was younger, you know, being creative, being a writer meant, oh, not ever getting married, not being tied down, not having kids, right? I needed to be quote unquote free. I needed to be quote unquote liberated. Is it the, is, is, was there something like that for you or is it, is it totally, is this line of conversation not going to resonate? No, I understand understand what you're saying, but I never know if it's the same in other countries or yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think there's always that romanticism of like someone that's been through hardship and they're struggling and they, you know, they get to a depth in their brain that they release this work. And I, agree I think good art does come from struggle and but it's quite simple as well in a way like if I think about it it's just like um anyone can kind of be in the position to create art if we let ourselves but I don't think in our in our society we or in the west maybe Mm. a lot of people don't let themselves kind of get there because of um like we were saying before just all the stuff that can distract you from tapping into that side of your brain right but I've never thought about it in a sense of like not having family and stuff like that I think it'll no matter what if you have it in you it'll come Ah. and if it's not here and now it's gonna come and and I think some people just kind of know it as well I love it you just (laughs) I know I love that you just said that and I wish I had for myself realized that um earlier in life i mean i feel grateful that i realized it at all yeah. but i have been really fortunate since i started doing this show in particular but i think also just as i've become a mom and stepped more into all of this uh to find women like you to come across whether it's just coming across their work or actually getting to connect with them and more and more I've, I'm making friends with people who are moms, wives, yeah, even homemakers, and they're also artists. And I love this idea of just reimagining what, what creativity can be. Because for me, this idea that, you know, children will ruin your creativity. Children will suck all the life out of you and you'll never take a photo again or write again or paint again. And I just, I just didn't know, was wondering if you had felt any of that and if motherhood in any way has changed how you approach art aside from obviously, you know, now you need to be organized, less spontaneous. (laughs) But just how yeah. family and children have kind of shaped and and maybe even reinvigorated your work. Like, I think too, like the art of a child or like creating a child is the most creative thing anyone can ever do. Mm. And it's like the fact that there's that energy, like you've brought that energy, it's inside you, it's in your home. And yes, there's practical things that you need to be there for now in this season. but. I often sit with my thoughts, especially if I'm like driving um, alone. If I get like maybe one day a week or I'll go somewhere alone, that 
drive is the most incredible. I feel like my brain is bubbling over with all these feelings and emotions I've never felt in my life before. And I'm thinking of just like, yeah, on a level of depth that I've never, I've never had. So I truly think that having children is one of the most creative things we can do. And I just think it's a timing thing with people and that you have to allow that space for yourself to really feel that um, and then act on those, on those feelings when you can. And, but yeah, I think it's just an intentionality thing that again, I don't think a lot of people give themselves the time to actually access those feelings because they're running on that. I don't know what it's called, but it's like the layer autopilot kind mm. of of their brain. It's like just doing the tasks of the day, just getting them to bed. Yeah. Just, but it's like, you actually have to really take the time for yourself um, to absorb all this that you're taking on. Cause it's a crazy thing. Like it's, yeah. That's well yeah. said. That's well yeah. said. And I think great art can come of that. And it will, like for people who who pursue it. I love the family, I guess, I mean, I don't know if you guys call it the family work, but I love the family work that you and Christian are doing. I think I just think we need so much more of it. This this idea of family life as being content, uh, you know, subject. Yeah. Right? For for I beauty. love seeing it too from other people. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's inspiring. And what I, I'm not sure if this is where you, what you were pointing to, I think it may be in a sense that if I can get time to myself and step away, then when I come back into the house and I come back into taking care of my son or being with my husband, the richness of that, right. It's like, yeah reinvigorated and you're you're yeah right you're like how do I have this much beauty <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, yeah right this is beautiful yeah, yeah. and you're and kind of saying you have, if you, yeah please go ahead okay I think you were saying the best part is I'm, I'm trying to requote you um I think you were saying that if you can get past the not pass, but if you can breathe and get some time to like do more than just the, the bath, the food, the diapers and kind of like see deeper than that or see how deep that is maybe in a way. Yeah. You can see the, you see the beauty in it and you see the art in it. Am I close? Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like the, I don't know if you've heard of um, Eckhart Tolle, a lot of people just Mm -hmm. like the realization of the present moment and then and if you're struggling with so for me like the last couple weeks I've realized like when I get really when I get it to a point where I'm stressed I have Mm. to realize like every time it's because I'm not actually in the present moment so I just have to sit back and he says something like as long as you realize like that's the first step just realization you have to do anything you might be frustrated but yeah yeah taking a moment to just notice oh I'm feeling this way have grace on that feeling and know like you've done the first step and it, it will change from now if, as long as you continue to notice it. So, and it's so fast usually to get back to being in the moment. Once you, once you're at that stress level and you're like, no, I can't, I can't live like this, which yep. kids I think just do at all ages. Yep. I think um, the more you, you do care. it too. Yeah. yeah. The more you do it, the more you can, you, you get better at catching yourself. 
exactly with yeah. practice. I think he says something too, like it's you have too much time, like a accumulation of time. So when you're yeah. thinking too much about, I do this all the time, how, how much you have to get done or what you have to do today and the to-do list. And then, oh, this is a busy week and all that. That's when you start to, like, none of that's happened yet. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. You're just thinking and stressing yourself and time is accumulating. Yeah, that's so true. And it's like you're piling layers onto this moment that aren't existent. Right. Um, right. And taking yourself and out like of the present. Prepping. Yeah. And yeah, really that all that matters. Yeah. Is the present. And I think too, when you realize like when you are in the present moment, you do, you actually, and you're like uh, realizing what life is and that you're breathing along, you know, with everything mm -hmm. that's breathing right now, like all of nature, yeah. uh, that's like a high on its own. And then you attract all the people that are in that same level of thought. And I've done this. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but no, I'm with you. Paul, yeah. With like you. when mm -hmm. I go out in this mindset, it's such a real thing. Like I'll attract the most incredibly kind people. I have the best conversations. I'll feel so nourished mm. in like my society. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's just so worth it. And then you come home and you realize like, this is exactly how we're meant to live. Like, and I just I want that, that for people. <laughs> I, I think kids are really good for that because they grow up so fast and they change so quickly that at least for me, like taking time to step back and look at my son, like really look at him yeah. and like listen to him and be with him. It's, I am so petrified of waking up one morning and he's 19. Yeah. I'm not petrified. Yeah. I, that came out wrong. I mean, like, and me yeah. missing it. <laughs> I totally want to yeah. wake up one morning and he's 19 and healthy and strong and beautiful. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, me, and I missed it because I was so yeah. concerned about the to-do list and I was so concerned about building my career or whatever, or having a flat stomach, like, you know, nothing yeah. that like really matters and missing who he is right now. Yeah. It's and like, that's really all that matters. It's yeah. all that matters. It, it's yeah. all that matters. And the moments where I can dial into that, I'm so inspired and I have so much joy. Yeah. Just from that. I know. So it's like kids are, they are, they can be like a source of such inspiration and nourishment. Yeah. And like the, their level of seeing the world, like you realize that we think we're so advanced as we grow and like, yes we like know more things like but we're also just at that level as well I feel like no one's ever gonna know everything right. like we can try but then the beauty that they have in the freshness of how they see things yes. obviously yes. has so much to teach us like, it's like I want to be on their level as much as I can be because it's just like life is more fun like I that know. I know. And they're so full of joy and curiosity and like learning yeah. the world. It's so great. I totally relate to that. Ellie, uh, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking with you. And I could clearly talk to you for another two hours. Um, but to be mindful of your time, can you just tell us what you're working on next and what people can expect? I think um, exactly what we were talking about before, just like showcasing more of like the reality of life right now and family life because it is what I'm passionate about 
and most excited to do. Oh, I mean, that's so great to hear after we just had that conversation and I just told you how much it inspires me. Like, I'm so glad to hear you're going to be doing more of that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think through the, our like um, shop as well, I'm just working on a couple of new designs and like homeware pieces, like just linens for the home, good like curtain slash tablecloths and like cloths for your kitchen as as basic as it sounds. No, it's going to be lovely. Yeah, that I feel like I haven't found exactly what I want anywhere. So I've just decided to make it. And I know that feeling. That's great. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I will definitely be a customer. And I will link to Ellie's uh, Instagram as well as Christian's and the shop and, and all the goodness so you guys can check out what they're doing. And um, I just want to thank you so very much for making the time to speak with me. I'm so thankful to you, Dolores. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you for joining me once again, my friends. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you're not already subscribed to the show, please consider doing so. New episodes will just appear magically and automatically on your phone or on your computer, wherever you access your podcasts. Please share the show with friends and share it on social. Again, you can find me on Instagram at Dolores underscore Alfieri underscore Taranto. Here's to knowing your roots and cultivating a beautiful life from their power.